Hello, and welcome back to Climbing a Castle, your definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And today we'll be discussing Winnie the Pooh. As always, we'll give you one last chance to go check out this movie before we discuss it. Uh, if you want to go do that, go do so now, and come on back and give this episode a listen. Return to the Hundred Acre Wood in this heartwarming original movie and reunite with the beloved bear and his silly but steadfast friends for a magical family experience. When sad old Eeyore loses his tail, Al sends the whole gang, Pooh, Tigger, Rabbit, Piglet, Kanga, and Rue, on a wild journey to help Eeyore and save Christopher Robin from the mysterious Paxson. In the end, it turns out to be a very busy day for a bear who simply set out to find some honey. Inspired by five stories from A.A. A. Milne's book and created in Disney's legendary hand-drawn style, this all-new classic introduces one of the world's most cherished characters to a whole new generation. And this was definitely a fun movie to watch. Yeah, I was very impressed with this movie. Like, it was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. It's still and... nothing like super amazing like you're gonna go oh wow oh this is, should be like the best movie of all time but it was still a good movie i i yeah i really enjoyed it and like i said it was it was the same case with the, the first one the Pooh movie it just caught me off guard with how good it actually was i wasn't expecting to be as entertained with it as i was and like they just really brought everything together again like the characters are great again the music was phenomenal uh, the visuals were stepped up this time, and it looked really nice. I mean, not that the visuals in the first one were bad either, but it definitely improved and a bit. Like even the characters, like to me, felt like they had more personality to them than they oh, did yeah. in the original movie. Definitely, I have a lot to add about that when we get into oh, yeah. our characters. But but for now, how about we just get into some of the fun facts? Let's do it. All right, and to start off. We're going to go into something about the actual Winnie the Pooh, which all started with a real-life bear. In her new children's book, Finding Winnie, author Lindsay Matic reveals that back in 1914, a Canadian veterinarian named Lieutenant Harry Colburn bought a bear for $20 while serving in World War I. He named his new pet Winnie after his native Winnipeg, and... The cub ended up save, serving as a mascot for the regiment while he was stationed in England. However, when the soldier left for France, he left Winnie behind where it was safer at the London Zoo. But also, unlike in the books, Winnie was a girl. Uh, I'm sorry. I just took out of that that I could have bought a pet bear for $20 <laughs> like back in, <laughs> in yeah, these really, times. Yeah, you like... could have. You could have just bought a bear for $20. Like, what? That's not have fair. a pet bear. <laughs> How come we don't have access to this still? <laughs> like, what is this? I don't want a pet bear. But, but, yeah, I mean, that is pretty neat that there was an actual bear named Winnie where this all came from. Mm -hmm. While Disney has made many Winnie the Pooh movies, this is only their second to be produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios. All their other Winnie the Pooh movies, both those released direct to video and DVD and those released theatrically, were produced by Disney Toon Studios and thus are not considered to be official sequels, which is why we have not talked about the others yet. 
Yeah, uh, there's quite a few of them. And um, yeah, we just, they're not done by the same animation studios as like the ones that do all the major, com- like all the movies. Which which so, we will get into the rest of them. Yeah. Once we hit the third wave. Once we finish with Pixar, we're going to be going into these kinds of movies that were made by this team. And I'm ex- I hope that they turn out as good as these ones were. I'm told the Huffle... Uh, Hufflump, Huffle, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff's Hufflepuff. Harry Potter. Wait, <laughs> yes, it's but the, the one with the elephant. I heard yeah. that one's actually pretty good. Yeah, one of my friends has been telling me that Pooh's Grand Adventure is pretty much the same exact movie as this, except it's better because it's more added to it. And I'm well, like, that's kind of exciting. I'm excited to to get to that now. <laughs> uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez. And Robert Lopez not only wrote new songs for this movie, but they also starred in this movie as the voice of Kanga and the sounds of Pooh Bear's tummy, respectively. And then Peter Del Vecho loved their song so much that he rehired them two years later to write the songs for Guess the Movie. Uh, two years from Winnie the Pooh? Mm-hmm. I mean, I already know the answer to this. I'm just yeah, playing the answer is frozen. frozen. <laughs> the people who wrote the songs for Winnie the Pooh also wrote the songs for Frozen, Coco, and Frozen 2. That's pretty impressive. Like, uh, the ones mentioned that they did most of the work on yeah. was Let It Go and Remember Me. That's quite a quite a step up from this. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some big feeds for yeah. the people I mean, the songs, songs in this were great, too, as well. They were like, fun and lighthearted, but... But boy. that is a major contrast <laughs> from going from this to that. <laughs> this is the only... Or this is only the third time that Walt Disney Animation Studios produced a sequel to one of their films from the Disney animated classics canon in-house. Previous instances are as follows. The Rescuers Down Under followed The Rescuers and Fantasia 2000, which followed Fantasia. Which, it's kind of funny how, like, The Rescuers was the only one with kind of, like, an original story out of these three as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, Fantasia was just, like, a package thing, and this is and then there's basically this, which is... a package piece of Winnie the Pooh stuff. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I mean, this the story in this was a lot different. This story than... actually mixed together smooth, more smoothly than... The many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Yes and no. I have, it felt like I have, one. It just felt like a full day. I have <laughs> some stuff to talk about with that. When we'll, we we'll get, get into, into that into in the story. But yeah, definitely, it's it is pretty interesting still. Uh, in the past, Winnie the Pooh movies, Tigger was not named in Winnie Pooh's theme song. This is the first film where he was actually mentioned within the song. Which was interesting because, like, I did notice that too. I'm like, they just leave Tigger out of this from for this long. Yeah, and and then they like, they just kind of oh, and Tigger too. They we just like add, threw it in there. Tigger into the song, I guess. <laughs> like, where's all the love for Tigger? At? <laughs> like, he had his own movie before this, I believe. Mm-hmm. For the Baxen song, the animator's drawings were inked with wide tip felt markers and given a rough texture and post-production to make them look like chalkboard drawings 
So Which, it I wanted to mention that because I thought the chalkboard drawings looked really good. They did look really great. And then I have quite a few more. Hold on. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, the opening song features a slightly changed 100 Acre Woods map, much like the original film. At the bottom of the map, it says, Drawn by me, implying Christopher Robin. But on the second page, it says, With help from Mr. Shepard, the original artist of the Winnie the Pooh books, who was E.H. Shepard. So I thought that was a nice little nod to the, you know, the books. I saw the drawn by me part and I was confused about that. And then <laughs> once I was reading this, I was like, oh, I guess Christopher Robin would be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay, just three more. Uh, the lowest grossing Winnie the Pooh film. This is the lowest grossing Winnie the Pooh film to date. Despite mostly positive reviews from critics, the film underperformed at the box office, mainly due to releasing the same day as Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2. Again, Disney <laughs> just needs to work on their release dates. They, like, really they, don't They understand. need to figure out scheduling. Because like, they're scheduling, they're releasing on days that other big movies are coming out. Like, come on. You're not going to compete Winnie the Pooh with Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it'd be nice to hear Winnie the Pooh. About a cadaver. <laughs> I didn't say we're putting the movies together. <laughs> they need a crossover. <laughs> if Warner Brothers and Disney would just make up already. <laughs> All right. Um, John Cleese, who narrated the film, had previously turned down the chance to voice characters in three other animated Disney films. Those being. Uh, Basil and Great Mouse Detective, Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast, and Zazu in Lion King. Which we have mentioned this before, but to think that he's narrating this, but he turned down the chance to be in these big films. I mean, look at Mr. Patrick Stewart who turned down how many other movies? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Then he finally agrees to be a sheep <laughs> teacher. What, like three lines? <laughs> yeah, barely three lines. But- John Cleese did a wonderful job as a narrator here. He did I, amazing. I loved him. And then this other one, I think I'll just mention later when we okay. get to Atmosphere, because it's about a couple of voice actors. Okay. So, is that all that you have now? That, that's all I got, then. All right, then let's jump into our scoring. Uh, first up, we have story score. Uh, for my story, I have an 80. I also have an 80. Hey, look, look at, at us go. We're we're back in sync <laughs> again, like always. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a pretty solid story for the most part. Nothing exciting happens. This yeah. isn't like an adventure movie or anything. Yeah, it's not gonna be winning any award for the story that it's telling, but it's it does its job. I will that... say I did enjoy how, you know, the narrator was not only throughout the entire movie, he was like actually a part who was interacting with the story he was interacting with yeah i characters. really enjoyed that as well when he's like telling Pooh what he's noticing or what he's gonna do or mm-hmm. that what that point when he's like <laughs> Pooh didn't even notice he was walking into the next paragraph and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not only the narrator being involved with the story it's also the story book yeah which <laughs> they did this in many adventures of winnie the pooh as well 
and i i honestly enjoy that i did too that was one of my favorite things that they did in in the first winnie the pooh and i Mm -hmm. I loved it they brought it back again and that it became such a big part of the story like the letter ladder like (laughs) the book saved the day several times Mm -hmm. (laughs) going back into what i was what we were saying about how they mashed five stories up to create one big movie i i do like the fact that they did kind of mash it up to make it all one complete story but i feel like they could have done a better job of kind of separating it a little bit because yeah because it did kind of randomly go from oh we're looking for eeyore's tail and then oh suddenly we need to fight this back and forget about eeyore's tail uh, yeah it was because they opened the movie with chapter one, the like Pooh's very busy day or whatever. So like you expect them to like break it off into different chapters or like different stories, and then it just kind of like keeps going throughout the entire movie, and there's no other breaks, and it just kind of threw me off. Like as it was coming to the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, it's just one major story that's not actually broken up into different mm-hmm. stories. Which, I mean, this movie's only an hour long. It is, which is nice. But it still, like, because of the way they did it, it still kind of felt like it was dragging a little bit because it was just one yeah. drawn-out story, even though it was different pieces together, put together. Which, I think if they were to just separate the stories, and, like, all they had to do was, like, introduce, like, new chapters and yeah. kind of break it up a little bit, it would kind of solve that problem. But, I mean, I liked it. I liked how it all it was just one flowing, fluid-moving story. Yeah. It it did. It wasn't, like I said, it was nice that they did manage to make it a cohesive story. And they did it in a, in a pretty good way as well. But I was just kind of expecting it to be broken up a little bit. So then when it comes to the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, wait, we're at the end? Yeah. But... We did get the the storybook opening again, like of classic. We're we're in the real world. We go through Christopher Robin's IRL room, <laughs> and then opens up the storybook to us meeting the characters and, right at the beginning. And again, the narrator gets involved right away by sh- shaking the book and flipping it upside down to wake Winnie the Pooh. To up. wake Winnie the Pooh up, like he's waking him up, and he's like, "Who wake up? You have something very important to do." I do. Yes. What is it? Well, I can't tell you. They'll ruin the story. <laughs> and then he hears his stomach grumbling. And he's like, yes, eating. That's like, important. Typical Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. Oh, I need food. <laughs> then he just barges into Eeyore's house looking for his honey. Like, Which I do want to mention. Yeah. Pooh's house is always filled with honey pots. Yeah. But he always eats all of his honey as well. Yeah. So, like, I mean, he was probably out, like, always. He always seems to be out of honey. Yeah, he's never, like, stocked up. Well, he's stocked up, and he eats it all. And we always catch him on his days that he's running out of honey. Yeah, he's about to go to the store get some (laughs) more honey. Or beehives. But, like, where does he get all of his honey in the first place? Why can't he just go there to get his honey again? I don't know. We don't instead of barging into everyone else's houses. Yeah, he just like straight up ran right into Eeyore's house, like rude as hell. And <laughs> like, like, do you have any honey? Oh, you're right. It's probably in the back. And he, <laughs> he just, just goes. 
the back of his house, and that's when he sees the tail is missing. Which, how does Eeyore not notice his tail is missing? I feel like that would be a bit noticeable. Well, it's behind him. He can't look back there. He was look under. He was looking under his legs, and he was see, seeing that it was missing. And it's not really a part of his body. But it's, it's also attached by a nail. On. Yeah, but like it would feel that being pulled off if it once it's being removed. Well, maybe not. Maybe it was like ripped off, and he didn't notice it. Because again, it's not attached <laughs> to him. It, it's nailed on. He, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so then that that leads him to go looking for his tail, and he goes to Owl, and we meet Owl for the first time, a new and Owl. Throughout the entire movie, Owl's just a jerk. Yeah, this Owl is very obnoxious compared to the last Owl that we've had. Like we see him, he's coming up to a tree that he remembers because he was born at that tree, and it's like. I'm writing my memoirs. <laughs> like, oh, okay, because you're that important. <laughs> He's very important. <laughs> I mean, also, his, if if they would have just paid attention to his memoir in the beginning of the story, they would have known where your tail was the entire time. But Yeah. Well, they've all been to his house <laughs> throughout the movie, and they didn't notice that he was It was, was not there. When I because I was looking for it the second time I watched the movie, knowing where like where it was supposed to be, it wasn't actually there. Yeah, but he said he found it like two days ago. So maybe he just didn't put it up until they went back that second time, like at the end of the movie. How did Al not realize that was yours, tail? I my theory is he knew the entire time and he just didn't care. What a jerk! (laughs) He he made a face and he said like something like, "Oh, well." I'm just going to give it back to him anyway. And that made me think he knew what he was doing that whole time. <laughs> and that's just Al for you. This Al, at least. But, uh, um, back to noticing you were lost his tail. And yeah, I was liking how I was trying to explain what they were going to do to find yours tail. Mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> Pooh was having so much trouble trying to take those notes from Al. We issue a reward. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> I am not sneezing. Owl was getting so fed up. Oh, no, with... you did sneeze. <laughs> Owl was not putting up with Pooh at that point. He was <laughs> done with his. Uh, throughout the movie, everyone was like not putting up with Pooh <laughs> and his stupidity. But I mean, he was getting to Owl really fast there at that point, and then. You see, we see Pooh's notes at the end, and it's just him drawing honey instead of actually taking notes. <laughs> like, that's me. That's exactly I me. mean, eventually, that's the, what they used for the reward. Yeah. The pot of honey that he drew. But then, Owl comes up with the idea for, for the contest, for for the tail or whatever. For finding a replacement tail. Yeah. Not finding the tail, but a replacement. Mm-hmm. Which further shows that Owl knows. <laughs> <laughs> but... How how did they, they they go to Christopher Robin to make that sign, and it says a very important thing to do. How is that sign doing anything for anyone? There's no details. There's no time. There's no date. There's no location. The time, no date. No location. There's it. It doesn't even show say what the important thing to do no. is. So like, how does anyone know to show up for that meeting without like? 
Also, I mean, maybe they assumed that they had to go right away to Christopher Robbins, but that's the best I got. Like, if that's the case, they could have just told everyone, go meet up with Christopher Robbins. <laughs> like, yeah. they don't need to bother with the signs to begin with, because there's only, like, five people that live in the forest, and they know every <laughs> single person there. Like, who put it, <laughs> broke one sign in half, <laughs> put one in Rue's mailbox, which I'm surprised Rue has his own mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of mail Rue was getting. Maybe like <laughs> what's that book Kids Illustrated or what what was that? That high highlights magazine? Highlights, yes. <laughs> Maybe that's what Rue's getting in the mailbox, but that shows our age. <laughs> Half of you probably know no not know have no clue what we're talking about right now. Oh my gosh. But... You're making me feel old. Stop. <laughs> but and then and then he's nailing a he puts Sign. it through Piglet's wall. Through Piglet's wall, <laughs> through a picture he just hung up, mm-hmm. through whose own nose. <laughs> and in, in in Rabbit's garden. Oh, yeah, just like, buries it in Rabbit's garden. Like, you could have just told all of these, because he went to every single person's house and put signs up there. You could have just said, hey, we're having a meeting, come to Christopher Robin's house. <laughs> like, why bother with the signs at that point? <laughs> Like, even Al could have done that. Just flew over. Yeah. I mean, Al could have definitely just flew to everyone and said, hey, we're, we're having a meeting to figure out ER's tale. That would have been faster. But we wouldn't have gotten that little fun, important thing to do song as well. Yeah, so. and I got more about Al's flying later. <laughs> I'm sure you do, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do. <laughs> but then they finally show up for the meeting, and Kanga calls you are tragic. Which was which rude. Was, that was great for me. <laughs> I was like, damn. Poor Eeyore is getting roasted over here. Exhibit A, and then just shows Eeyore. And <laughs> King is just, oh, that is tragic. <laughs> He's like, no, it's no, wait, Robin's turn like, around. What? No. <laughs> like, dang, Eeyore getting roasted out here for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Eeyore. Uh, um, and then they're they're like coming up with all these different replacements like winnie the pooh uses his cuckoo clock yeah and then like also this this feels like a very poorly like put together contest because they're just making everyone a winner before they actually test out all of the other (laughs) options yeah like wouldn't you just like check to see which is the best tale before you proclaim someone the winner because they just kept changing the winner after every single person Pooh's so the winner. Pooh, then Piglet. And then, then Rue, then Owl. <laughs> also, Owl's stealing the prize before he even won. Yeah. like, like He just dips his hand into that honey and steals it after he snatches it from Pooh, after Pooh didn't actually like, win. I think Owl's the main antagonist of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's a new there, There's Owl conspiracy for the week. Owl is the antagonist. Uh, that's what we should have done for Conspiracy Corner. <laughs> Owl is the villain of the movie. I mean, you're not wrong if you really think about it. <laughs> is it where do we wind up at the end of this movie? At Owl's house. <laughs> at Owl's house. Turns out Owl had the tail the whole time. Spoiler alert. Whose idea was it for the big contest and for someone to get a big prize? Owl. Owl. <laughs> Who keeps taking all the honey? Owl. Who could have gotten mad at that, that hole the entire time? Owl. owl. <laughs> Damn it, Owl. Uh, 
Oh, who, who, who led them on the wild goose chase for, to find the Baxen? Owl. Owl. <laughs> well, because he couldn't read. I can't tell if Owl is smart or dumb. Uh, seems like he's very dumb, which is a huge... Again, we can get into this when we get into characters, but this is a huge difference from the Owl in the previous movie. Yeah. Like, that Owl was a wise beyond belief, and this Owl can't even read. And can't even spell tail. And <laughs> yeah, I liked how whenever I read him spell tail, yeah, and I'm like, wait, he's writing a memoir. I want to know what it says. <laughs> how terribly written his memoir actually is. I want to see if I is. can read it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gotta be interesting. I didn't even think of that. From chicken scratch, or should I say owl scratch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, going back to that tail contest, I feel like that accordion would have been a good tail for Al. It would have been. I don't know why they didn't fun. keep that, and that didn't win. It would have made music. It stayed in its spot. It kind of flops around like a tail. Yeah. Like I, I mean, can... I'm sure it would have gotten annoying after a while. Probably. <laughs> I I thought the yo-yo would have been a good ta- tail. Yeah, uh, he smacked himself in the face with the yo-yo. <laughs> so... Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, and then they uh, went with whatever Kingo was knitting, which I guess she wasn't knitting anything important. It looked like it was a shawl, or like a shawl, like or maybe a scarf, scarf or... or something. But and then it just unraveled, which is where Pooh was when what Pooh found that out when he was wandering into the wrong paragraph, and he sees the yarn just all over the place. And it's like, oh nope, Kingo's not the winner. <laughs> But, yeah, we get into the whole Baxen story just because Al can't read, and he misunderstands Baxoon for Baxun. Which, and, in the song, they end with Baxoon three times, and he goes, <laughs> wait, Baxoon? That sounds like Baxen. I know, he realized, like, he... Baxoon! No, <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's back. sounds a lot like the Baxen. <laughs> like... Did he not put it together there? <laughs> is he is he really that dumb that he didn't figure it out already at that point? Oh, we're roasting you today, Owl. Yeah, Owl's gonna get it. He's he deserves it now. Can I change my character score? <laughs> no, too late. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, Another thing I want to mention is you yes. know, for the prize, uh huh. They they were excited about a pot of honey. Yeah, like. We see everyone with honey. Yeah, I was also confused about this as well. I'm like, is honey that big of a deal to every single person here that like, I'm like is, and also, they're all is, excited for? Is that all they eat? I mean, because I mean, we see rabbits. Vegetables, rabbits got a whole garden, <laughs> but we only ever see characters eating like, honey. Honey. Yeah, because I, mean, I mean that except was except for Eeyore, who just straight up eats grass. Yeah. Like I mean, owl, donkey the whole do. feast Owl had for Pooh was just honey and more honey when at the ending when he was about to feed him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they all just thought honey was a great prize, no matter who it was. So I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. That was just do, confusing. Do kangaroos even eat honey? I guess they do if they live in a hundred <laughs> acre woods. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, where were we at now? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're oh. Al sends them on the way to uh Yeah, they come up with the plan to 
rabbit comes up with the plan to leave all the items out for the Baxen. Also, I love how the back all the Baxen does is just cause minor inconveniences for people. <laughs> uh-huh. Like he just cuts holes in your socks, or he and Al was like, um, let's see, what else does he do? Um, um, he makes you, know you sleep in late. Tell yeah. me what he does. What <laughs> he couldn't even he come does. up with with all story about him. He <laughs> like makes he you sleep this... in late, and he was making this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all he, he doesn't actually do anything terrible. It's just kind of like minor inconveniences for your your day. <laughs> Although apparently he was right about the appearance of the Baxen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the look of the Vaxen too, though. <laughs> oh yeah, and that whole little drawing scene that they did about the Vaxen when he sketched him out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when when he says, "We'll draw a, pi- a piglet here for scale," and piglet running away scared in a little drawing. <laughs> oh, uh, that was a fun scene. And then you know they're getting everything ready for the Vaxen. Yeah, this is my big one of my biggest issues with the movie. How'd piglet get out of the pit after he dug it? But they couldn't get out of they, it afterwards. Everyone else couldn't get out of it, but Piglet Piglet's managed to dig the entire smallest character. Yeah, Piglet dig the entire thing and like just climbed out on his own, and no like one else. Maybe could... he had a rope already. I didn't see anything there though. It didn't True. look like there was any ropes around. Pooh was just standing there watching. Maybe he was hiding in the basket. I don't know. I I don't know. It's hard to. And Pooh made Piglet do all the work there. Just. He was supervising. Yeah. That's a very important job. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's what supervisors do. They just stand there and watch. Yeah, basically. (laughs) But, yeah. I just didn't understand how Piglet managed to get out of the pit, but no one else could. And then they had the story jump to Tigger trying to catch the Baxen because he didn't want to follow Rabbit's plan. (laughs) He was like, only Tiggers can catch a Baxen. (laughs) And then poor Yor just got manhandled by Tigger that entire time. <laughs> like trying to make him Tigger too. <laughs> I really felt bad for, for Eeyore there. He uh-huh. was boxing him and he was rolling him down hills on a stone and he was just all kinds of poor things were happening to him. And and I mean like Eeyore eventually escapes. Yeah. And once he <laughs> finds an anchor to be his new tail. <laughs> And he's just hiding underwater with a straw <laughs> to breathe underwater <laughs> to get away from Tigger. <laughs> and then it goes back to Pooh bashing Piglet with a stick at and his when his head stuck in a beehive. Yeah. Because Pooh's still hungry and he he's like, Oh look, there's a beehive. Let's throw Piglet into it and and get the honey out for me. And poor Piglet's just getting bashed with a stick while Pooh's <laughs> trying to knock him down. Oh, these characters are very abusive. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, Eeyore shows up, or no, Pooh stumbles into the uh, pit, though. Yes. Everyone thought Pooh was the, Pooh was the Baxen in the pit, mm-hmm. and they got scared because they heard all the noises coming from it. And then they're all focused on that, trying to think of how to get Pooh out. Yeah, Eeyore shows up with the anchor on his tail, and Rabbit comes up with the idea that he'll get hot bunny ladies if he throws the anchor down. That <laughs> yeah, Rabbit Rabbit's thought process there was a bit obscure. He's just after them Playboy bunnies. <laughs> <trying> to... 
And then Eeyore's like, I should have stuck with Tigger. <laughs> Which is kind of a sad statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'd rather he'd rather just get beaten up by Tigger the entire time than be stuck in the hole with them. And then so Rabbit throws that anchor, which these characters are strong. Eeyore was able to drag that anchor around. Yeah. I think mean, are heavy. I don't know mm-hmm. how Eeyore was just dragging around with him the entire time. And then that chain was long, too, apparently. Yeah. Because we just see it zooming past, and it just keeps going and going and going but and going. But apparently not long enough for them to, to use to climb out of the, I know. the hole. Or maybe the hole's just that deep now. Like, uh, it didn't look that deep. But No. I don't know. It was very strange. Then they were trying to come up with other plans to get to get out of the pit. And Piglet brings a flower. <laughs> and Pooh's like, oh, that's a nice flower. And Rabbit is just fuming at this point. <laughs> Rabbit's like, no, bring something longer. So Piglet brings a book. <laughs> like, oh, Al read this to me, and it was the longest thing I've ever heard. That had me dying when he said that line. <laughs> <laughs> Pooh's like, it does yeah, drag it a bit. It kind of lags in the middle. <laughs> That was a great line. And then we have the other great joke after that with the knots. Oh, yeah. So, like, Rabbit's like, we should have brought a rope. And then Piglet's like, oh, well, we have mean a rope, this rope here. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit's like, you really had a rope there this whole time. Why did you not use it? <laughs> so they're like, okay, pull us out. Piglet's like, all of you? Yes, all of us. So he cuts the rope into six parts. <laughs> so he can rip them all up. <laughs> and now it's just all six short little ropes that I can't actually can't even reach like the corner of the, the pit. And then we get into the joke that Piglet cannot not You mean not not? <laughs> not not. Yeah. You so can't you not. Cannot. No, I cannot. <laughs> That's all for not. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Rabbit punch Pooh over the head in that hole? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Again, talk about people beating everyone here. Rabbit was just getting so frustrated in that frustrated with Pooh and Piglet. And he just like Piglet's bashes like, him. Oh, but I can do this. Pooh's like, don't worry, Rabbit. Piglet's very clever. <laughs> and he ends up tying a bow. Yeah. Which is a knot. <laughs> that sets Rabbit off even more. And that's when he like smashes Pooh in the head. <laughs> And like, then Owl flies up. Yeah, to... <laughs> flies up. Keyword flies up. Because they tell P- Piglet to go to Christopher Robbins and get the jump rope. And he's like giving this like grand, like, Pep-tong. you're going on a grand adventure kind of speech. Yeah. Like you would give a hero at the beginning of a game or a movie. Mm-hmm. And then. He he just jumps back down. He flies back into the pit, <laughs> and everyone's looking at him like he's like, like he's crazy. And then, and then it turns out they're looking at him like that because they were so amazed by that speech, <laughs> not by his flying. And they could he put could have flew out the entire time. Nope, he gave a great speech. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that's so true. Again, Owl's the bad guy of this movie. <laughs> He could have got him out the pit the entire time, and he just chose not to. Ugh. Then 
Piglet runs into Tigger and thinks he's the Baxon because oh, he's still well, wearing that costume. I forgot to mention one thing. Yeah. Before they all fell into the hole. Yeah. The the comment that Rue made. What comment? To get Pooh out. Oh, send the pig. Send the pig. <laughs> <laughs> I poor, was dying at that. Poor Piglet just getting thrown to the wolves there. <laughs> like they're all like volunteering people to go down there and help them. <laughs> also another pig. note that that i had that i'm that we missed when Pooh was just wandering to the rogues and he was really hungry and they told him to to think about christopher robin instead of honey but that part and already, then, yeah that part did come up oh yeah yeah i missed that too and and just everything that's coming out of their mouths is honey and <laughs> honey honey yeah Mom, yeah, when I, I honey, honey the honey, can I honey? No, honey, you have to honey the honey first. <laughs> and then, no, you can't honey the honey, honey. <laughs> then the books, it, it pulls out to the, the storybook and every word on the book is honey. Honey, 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 And honey. the narrator is repeating it. <laughs> and oh. then we get that honey dream sequence, which was amazing. And and that's when Pooh falls in, because yeah. he was thinking about the honey. <laughs> uh yeah, then now back uh when Pigger Pigger Pooh ran into Tigger thinking it was the backs and Piglet. Yeah. <laughs> All those names are blending together right now for me for some reason. I, I thought you were gonna get this one this time. I you, listen, you were like I, don't I know, know the names. List. <laughs> I don't I I know the names. That just doesn't mean I'm gonna say the right one. <laughs> But yeah, Piglet runs into Tigger because Tigger's like was trying to help Eeyore become Tigger. Yeah, and he was still <laughs> dressed up as in this that crazy outfit that he had on. And he and, looked like the Baxen. Mm, kinda. Well, what they they didn't it they to didn't be. I don't know if they actually knew. Well, yeah, he drew the Baxen. I don't think Tigger's Baxen costume was like kind of similar to the drawing that Owl. Drew well, the back we have to remember the intelligence of these characters. <laughs> well, yeah. Then they Tigger's just chasing Pooh through the forest. Piglet. Uh, Piglet. <laughs> Tigger's chasing Piglet through the forest. Yeah. And then that leads the balloon to bump into the letters and knocks all the letters into the or well the pit. Well, Tigger bumps into the letters technically. Yeah. But the balloon does show up, and they're like, "Oh, we can use the balloon to get out." And then it flew away. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they knock down the letters, and they're all like, "Well, we're trapped down here forever." And Pooh just sees random honey jar sitting on the side that came out of nowhere because that was not like I I think that was the empty one that was used for the trap. But wouldn't no, that have fell in was... fell in there with them? Yeah. Few... <laughs> like it shouldn't have just stayed to the side that, of the that pit. was stuck on Pooh's head whenever he fell in. Yeah, so well, that like, was the random jar. There was a random jar of honey that showed up out of nowhere, <laughs> and it was empty too. So like, but it got Pooh was the same jar, and it, someone like threw it out. Who uh, knows? It motivated Pooh enough to to get him to climb up the ladder of ladders. Yeah, he made a the ladder of he letters. made a ladder of letters. <laughs> See now, which rabbit to was rabbit. also having a hard time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> who has this great idea? And then he's like, oh, it's empty. Throws the jar down. 
Yeah, he doesn't even say he doesn't even say anything to anyone. He just climbs up. Yeah, and he's like, Oh, well, this is empty. Just throws it into the hole. <laughs> and then they realize they can climb out. What like <laughs> Dang, please, you're just going to leave everyone stranded down there and not even tell them that they can climb out. Look, he was focused on honey still. That's that's true. He's always focused on honey. And then after that, we see Christopher Robin coming through with the balloon. Yeah. And they he tells them about the misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And then they're all like, oh. And then looks at Al. And Al's Al like, well, just takes I, off. Uh, <laughs> Also, I mean, like, had they not climbed out there, it, like, Christopher Robin would have just showed up, like, two minutes later to come get them out anyway. Probably would have grabbed his jump rope <laughs> that Piglet was supposed to go grab. Mm-hmm. But, and then they're like, oh, we need to reward someone. Someone who happens to be wearing red. <laughs> and then gives a jar of honey to the balloon. Yeah, uh, I didn't quite understand how the balloon becomes worthy of the honey. Like, what's the balloon going to do with the honey anyway? That's just wasting that good honey. The balloon brought Robin, and then, well, they tied it to the lid for one, which <laughs> only the lid should have flown off. Yeah, I mean, that they, they just wasted honey at that point by giving yeah. it to the balloon. Which is apparently some amazing thing to them, because that was the reward, and they got all excited. <laughs> Although apparently it's not that hard to get that Christopher Robin was able to get that big giant pot as the reward for Pooh. Yeah. That was like some giant pot that of honey. That was a lot of honey. And like Pooh's going to die in that pot because he does not have the, the self-control to not eat all of that honey. And then he doesn't have the thing. oxygen. He closes the lid on himself. <laughs> He's just swimming around in there. Which, and... which like I like how Rue came up like, Hey, you won this with a bowl and spoon ready. Who's <laughs> like, I don't need a spoon. Nah. Uses the bowl as a stepping stool. I'm a hop in. <laughs> and they're all surprised about it. Like, they didn't expect Pooh to just do that. Like, you all know your own friend. Even I knew better that he would have just jumped into the pot. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, the whole reason Pooh got the pot was because he found your tail at Al's house. At Al's house. Because it was his doorbell. <laughs> and he didn't even, like, I don't understand how he didn't recognize what it was at first glance. Like, he's sitting there looking at it, and he's like, it reminds me of something. And then he just, like, wanders into Owl's house well, anyway. Winnie the Pooh is a bear of little brain. That's true. <laughs> but he's sitting there trying to figure out what it is, and then Owl tells him about his memoir, about his journey two days ago, where he found... Uh, I don't remember. He the found exact it in a thistle bush. Yeah, and that triggered Pooh's memory of where Er lost his tail, and then he takes the tail back. I'm like I said, I'm convinced Al knew what he took that entire I'm time. Convinced Alan is a Disney. Al is a Disney villain. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, then they take it back to Eeyore, and Eeyore says it's a new tail. Like that was yeah, if that like, was his old tail. Why you say I like this new tail a lot? And the pink bow is a nice touch. <laughs> like, like, was that not Al's tail? <laughs> was uh, was it not tail? your Because he's like, oh, I like my new tail a lot. Well, he didn't say but, he liked uh, it. He wouldn't admit to it. Well, no, he did. He said, uh, Pooh asked, well, are you happy now? He goes, no, but I do like my new tail. Yeah. So, like, was that not his tail <laughs> to begin with? 
apparently not but hey it worked yeah and then at the end of the credits was one of my favorite scenes <laughs> the credits was the best part of the movie what the backs and actually showing up and he's just <laughs> and he's a like super oh friendly my guy. goodness you'll never you're always surprised whatever you find at the forest I better start grabbing this and bring it to whoever lost it. And then he falls into no, the he pit. sees the chalkboard drawing of himself. Goes, oh, <laughs> that's one scary fella, isn't it? <laughs> He's, He's like picking it up. Then, oh my gosh, this is a pit, isn't it? Is this a pit? <laughs> it's just, I hope that one fella comes back for his stuff. <laughs> we need a whole movie with the Baxen. I like... would love that where you know they meet the Baxen. And you know, they're all like scared of him remembering about him. And then he turns out to be like the nicest guy that they ever met. And they all become <laughs> they just friends. Become, that would be a great movie. Become friends with the Baxon. Disney, put this out there. We need a Baxon movie. Please give us Pooh's, Pooh's Baxon movie. As the Winnie the Pooh, Return of the Baxon. <laughs> I would gladly take that. Ugh. Uh,. I don't have anything else. That's all I got. Notes, I, so. I think, I mean, pretty solid. Yeah. Great story. Well, not great, but good enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's continue on to characters then. All right. I have an 85 for my characters. I have an 86 Ooh, for my one point right. difference. Right there again. <laughs> what I loved about this what this movie with the characters as they developed the characters a lot more than we've seen in previous yeah, in, the, in and the last Winnie the Pooh. They were almost just different. Yeah. The one who I most saw changes in was Rabbit, honestly. I was disappointed in this rabbit because Rabbit in the first movie was one of my favorite characters. Uh, I, I liked this rabbit better. And I wasn't too huge on this rabbit. Like this rabbit was still kind of like <laughs> thinking everyone was an idiot. So the other old, like, the, the rabbit in the first movie was just, like, this grumpy old man that wanted nothing to do with anyone and wanted to be all by himself. And this one was more of, like, the person that wanted to be in charge and take lead on all the situations. And... I think this rabbit was more like he was in a war at some point. Yeah, I mean, he was <laughs> doing all that. He came up with the battle plan for the for the in and he was... Given all these signals to the Pooh and like he's Piglet. seen some things, and then Piglet and Pooh just wave back at him because they didn't understand what he was trying to do. <laughs> and then, of course, we see changes in Owl, also. Yeah, Owl was the Disney lot... villain. He, yeah, Owl is a villain now. He's a, uh, a lot more arrogant, he's dumber. He's I'm not set, I'm set now. Yeah. Owl is a Disney villain in my books. <laughs> no one can change my mind, not even Disney themselves. Well, this owl. This owl. The yes. owl from the first movie was smart, and he was actually... Wise. <laughs> yeah, he actually knew it was this one. Stupid. He can't read. He can't caused read. all the problems in this movie. Like... <laughs> he got fed up with Winnie the Pooh over every little thing that he was doing. He couldn't and even... He stole out, and he stole Eeyore's tail. Yeah. And he he didn't f fess up to it. He couldn't even admit to his wrongdoing when he messed up the whole Baxen thing when Christopher Robin... Yeah, he just ran away. <laughs> and then when it came to Eeyore's tail being found out, it was like, oh, yes, I was uh, saving it for him. <laughs> so he says. Yeah. I loved Eeyore in this movie because it was a lot more playful 
of an mm. ER than we've seen previously. But and, still very depressed. Yes. I mean, it still had the sense of ER that we, like, of who ER is. But, like, he was making jokes and he was making all these wisecracks. And, like, but it still kept true to who his character is. Mm-hmm. And I really loved it. They were able to add that to ER. Like, all the, the <laughs> when they were singing about his tail missing and he said something about his butt. And I was just, like, cracking up. And then just his his interactions with Tigger as well were great. When when him and Tigger were running off, <laughs> t- being his Tigger too. His interactions were amazing with <laughs> Tigger. Tigger was the only character I feel that felt felt the same in this movie as compared well, to the last. Pooh, honestly. Well, Pooh was a little bit less selfish in this movie. Well, yeah. Well, he was still thinking about just he was still whole thing- time. Yeah, but. He was help. He was a bit more helpful in this movie, mm-hmm. and he was a bit more thoughtful. And we actually see character growth in him this time for the first time, because instead of going to take to eat the the honey at Owl's house, he decides to go back to give Eeyore his tail back honestly, first. Honestly, he could have had the honey first and then gone to Eeyore with the tail. I mean, he definitely could have. It would not have taken him that long to eat the honey and then go give him it. It wouldn't have made that big of a difference. Especially with how fast he was eating the honey at the end of the movie. But it does go to show, like, the the growth in this character and, like, how much he actually does care about Eeyore. He's like, I could eat. I've been trying to eat this entire time. But this is Eeyore's tail, and I need to go get it back to him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought that was super sweet. Uh, that they just kind of, like, incorporated that into his character. And Christopher Robin mentions that at the end as well yeah like that's the moral of the story mm-hmm. he thought of others before himself yeah which was nice because like i said we didn't really see that in the first one in the Pooh movie he just thought of himself the entire time and that's what led into every single situation that they got themselves into that in that first one um piglet was kind of just poo servant again <laughs> piglet seemed like poo servant in this movie like anything Pooh needed, Pooh Piglet was just doing for him. He yeah. made he made Piglet go up into the the bee things and get the honey. He made Piglet dig the entire hole. Uh, they sent Piglet into the forest to to go get Christopher Robin's jump rope. Like poor Piglet deserves better than the way they treated him. Oh yeah, and, and then um, there's Kinga and Rue, which they don't really do too much in this movie. Well, they did more in this movie than they did in the first movie. <laughs> Which is not saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, they they did nothing in the first movie. But, I mean, you have, what, like two lines from... Well, it was like three lines maybe the entire time. Yeah. Because Kenga gets mad about them singing that winter song. <laughs> and she's like, how about we celebrate with quiet time instead? And <laughs> she also roast Eeyore in the beginning when she calls him tragic. And then Rue just throws Piglet under the bus to send him in the hole. Send the pig. <laughs> but Which, that's about all they really offer yeah. for this movie. Uh, I Wait. will say I did also write the narrator down. I also wrote the narrator down as a character because the narrator was technically a character in this movie. And like the narrator was really good. Yeah. They, like, they kept had... the story moving while adding on some comedy. Exactly. It was a great way to incorporate 
the narration, like the way they incorporated the narration into the the story, was done really well. Mm-hmm. And it uh, was the balloon a... was my favorite character. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> like Christopher Robin was there, but again, didn't really add too much. Uh, the thing he added most was going to school. <laughs> also, and writing that note the the note that sent them into a panic because they thought yeah. the, the, the Baxon got him and he did tell us the moral of the story afterwards at the end Pooh. and then of course the Baxon I went ahead and wrote the Baxon down because that was a great part of the ending <laughs> like, like, we need more of the actual Baxon we do <laughs> I would love a Baxon movie yeah Oh, uh, but that's our short cast of Again, characters. Like, short, Gopher short wasn't but sweet. even in this one. Hmm? Gopher wasn't even in this movie. No, no, Gopher. Uh, it was short and sweet, but they, they fleshed out all the characters. They did what they needed to. They expanded on a lot of stuff. They dumbed some stuff down. They mm-hmm. gave us a villain, an owl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and move on, then. All right. Let's move to visuals. All right. For visuals, I have an 88. I also have an 88. <laughs> hey, we're neck and neck with these scores. Man, our scores have just been like so close together, these past few movies. It's starting to scare me a little bit. <laughs> we're becoming the same person. <laughs> We've just so watching welcome. too many Disney movies together. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably also it. I was going to make a side note here because I felt like this episode was going to be super short and this would probably be the best chance to do it. And that's probably still the case because, like, I feel like this movie is going to be shorter. We haven't had a chance to bring up the new animation in the beginning of the movie with the new castle. And I thought, thought, like, that needed to be pointed out how it looks really nice. It does look really nice. And then, of course, when they bring in Steamboat, really. Yeah. What's that? We mentioned in our fun facts. That part. But we but didn't like, we didn't bring up the new castle, and I think the new the the animation in the new castle looks wonderful. It does look really good, and it makes me sad. Which, if anyone hasn't heard the news, Disney is taking down their Cinderella castle. What? You haven't read that? I have this? not heard this news. I've no. been seeing several news articles where they're tearing it down, and they're gonna possibly put something else there. That's terrible. I know. Where? Wait, which which? All of the Disney's, or uh, that's what I think. It it didn't say specifically. That's ugh, I don't like that. It's like that's not um, cool. Then what are they gonna have there? They're probably gonna replace it with like Frozen's Ice Castle or some stupid <sighs> thing like that, <laughs> like I some modern not. thing. I don't like that. So there's that first like tangent not pertaining to the actual episode like yeah ever. sorry just talking about the castle made me go <laughs> oh yeah well the, i mean it makes it's still technically on ca- on brand but like that was our first <laughs> off-brand tangent ever hey we're doing good and... <laughs> but yeah uh back to this movie <laughs> um so love... the animation was just smooth it was wonderful it was really nice animation the entire nothing time. over the top but it was just smooth. Simple enough. And you have that nice blend of like the character animations and then the kind of storybook background mm. behind them. And that's but I loved in that like when they open the book and the first opening part, they have like Christopher Robin who's animated walk around on the drawn map. And I thought that was really cool. 
and then he runs into all the characters, and they're all standing on the map mm. of the Hundred Acre Woods, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was very nice seeing seeing all the characters interact, <laughs> just in general. Um, so one of the like one of the best looking scenes to me, one of my favorites was the chalk, and they were singing about the Baxen. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I think always that was... like like the chalky animation. It was really cool. It was it was funny just the way they were animating it as well. I thought it was just and it mm-hmm. also added to the way that like that story was playing out as well. Yeah. I did love that. Uh for me my favorite visuals was the honey dream sequence that Pooh had when he was hungry. When everything was made out of honey. Yes. And he's just floating on the honey and he's like swimming around and then they have Piglet and that frog that turned into a honey jar, and then everything else was turning into honey jars. Mm-hmm. And then Which honey, the honey throughout the entire movie, and also in the credits. Yeah, it just—it was basically like the water. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how I have it written in my notes as well. It's like it's basically the same as their water animations because it is technically still a liquid, but it's a bit thicker. It's like a plasma, but. Yeah, they 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 kind of use the same techniques that they use for their water for the honey, and that's obviously we we know how much we love our water animation, so it transfers over to the honey, and even like the color of the honey, it just looks so vivid as well. Mm-hmm. Just that yeah. yellowish color. Mm-hmm. It's just so nice and clean looking. Yeah, and then seeing it like come over the pot looks, <laughs> it just looks good. I want a <laughs> spoonful of honey. <laughs> Yeah, it it did look nice. One of the other shots that I loved was the opening shot of the movie when you have Christopher Robin's door and it just opens up and it pushes and in. It opens up and like reveals his entire room. His room like was just so aesthetically pleasing to look at. That's so like it, a, that's like a like little child's dream. It was such a nice looking room and it toys just, everywhere, books. You see a baseball bat in the corner. Yeah, I mean. It was just so nice to look at, and the way they shot it as well, like with the camera and stuff, looked really nice, the way they were setting those shots up. And then the way it looked like it was, like, from a time before this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely gave, like, an olden thing. In 2011, I don't think a boy's, a little boy's room at Christopher Robin's age really looked like that. No. Because kids those days were getting their iPads and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, iPods. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that. It was definitely, and that's what like I think part of the reason as to why it looked so nice is because it had that like me I guess a nostalgic feeling to it. Yeah. Then, again, we have Pooh climbing through the storybook, which was a fun visual. Yeah, and he's like on the letters or in the letters, and he got like stuck. Seeing the characters interact with the storybook mm-hmm. in their paragraphs. <laughs> was who got his butt stuck in the O? I think it was in the beginning of the yeah. movie, and he, yeah, he used get the out. O to hide himself from the bees. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or like when, um, Eeyore's hook gets stuck on a letter, and it drags the entire paragraph <laughs> away. Yeah, that's when Pooh's like, "I wish that paragraph was a little bit longer." <laughs> that had me cracking up when that happened. There was one, like small sequence that happened and like it wasn't a big part but i really liked the way it looks when eeyore and tigger were having their little boxing match thing 
They were in Rabbit's Garden, and, like, he hits Eeyore or something, and Eeyore, like, his face is just covered in vegetables, and it makes, like, a face of vegetables. <laughs> and it makes a face like there's a squash in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and he's got, like, carrots as eyes or something, and I thought that was really funny, the way that they did that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I will say the small little animations they did during the credits were good. I love those credit those animations during the credits mm -hmm. they were so cool like the way they had the characters you know how they were interacting with the storybook they were doing with the credits now yeah eeyore was trying to cross the credits and he just couldn't like get across <laughs> and, so and then tigger, tigger holds him. it down yeah <laughs> and then it still and takes him up like... by a butterfly because mm -hmm. adhd <laughs> and then there's another spot where like who is pouring honey and the honey spills all down the hunt like uh -huh. the, the book and it turns into like a whole another honey <laughs> dream up, sequence. And now suddenly it's a honey like sea ocean. Yeah. There's a honey there's a honeybee <laughs> shark. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then there like, was all kinds of cool stuff. Rue and Tigger were like playing catch and <laughs> Tigger throws a ball in his bounces off the credits and hits him in the face. <laughs> And they, they, it was like really fun the way they were interacting with those credits, and they mm. made it such a whole like extra point of the movie as well. And also, even before that, the the first part of the credits, when they were using the stuffed animals to re recreate the scenes from the movie, was yes, also that wonderful. was also really nice. I would love to see them do like a stop motion movie like that, with like Winnie the Pooh, where they just have the stuffed animals mm -hmm. acting out the entire. Or maybe that's at least a scene. In one yeah. of the movies. Like, use that. Instead of doing CGI, do something like this and give us, like, a stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that looked really nice, too. Um, and then one of the other things that I liked was the dark forest that Piglet was oh, traveling yeah. through. To nice, dark, foggy forest. That classic forest that we've seen many times, but it's mm -hmm. drawn in its own manner here for Winnie the Pooh art style. And then, other than that, I don't really uh, have much more. The last thing I liked was the rabbit's plan to come up with to print to drop the anchor into the hole, and it, oh, it was his little was doodle, drawn. his little doodles above doodle his head, in his mind, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of him winning the girls over and getting a crown or whatever. <laughs> I thought that was really funny, but yeah, a lot of solid visuals here. That looked like it looked really nice throughout the entire movie. Not the greatest animation that we've seen, but still not at all. But really good. Still very good. Uh anything else you wanna add then? No. Alright, let's move on to atmosphere. Alright. What you got? I have a ninety three for my atmosphere. I have a ninety two for mine. <laughs> Man. <laughs> We're really close on this one. <laughs> this is this is pretty crazy. I know. I think we have the same score so far. It all comes to entertainment. I, I think so. <laughs> uh, Zoe Deschanel did a great cover of the theme song. I loved that. Her cover. voice is absolutely beautiful. It is. And just that jazzy feel to her voice uh, with this song just made it wonderful. It was such a great cover. And then she added the Tigger in there finally into the <laughs> song. Too. And then she also <laughs> did this song at the end. Yes. So long. Was... Which, like, like sometimes you know the songs in the movies at the in, in the credits for the movies, kind of go along with the moral of the movie or yeah some part of it. This is the one that I felt like was closest. 
to feeling like it was a part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, because it was basically closing out the story and like ending everything, and it wasn't. It wasn't like they took one of the songs from the movie and just had someone recover it, or it wasn't just like a a random song. Mm-hmm. It was just basically them ending the story, which is it felt like it was a song that was meant for the movie. Yeah, and it it sounded great too. So it really did. You know, like all the songs were really good in this movie. I loved all the songs in this movie. The 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 first song when a pooh bear takes care of his tummy. Uh, the tummy song is what yeah. it is. <laughs> I have them as their credited songs. <laughs> this one's called the tummy song. I I have it written as a pooh bear takes care of his tummy. So apparently I wasn't that far off. <laughs> yeah. And I I loved about that. What I loved about that song is this, they used the sounds from Pooh's tummy as the music in the background. Like a classic waltz style tummy. <laughs> Tommy's giving that classic waltz (laughs) (laughs) accompaniment. I thought that was really creative and fun that they did that with that song. And this, like, his tummy sounds all throughout the movie were great. Mm -hmm. There was that one one time where it was, like, revving up like an engine, and, like, you can see see his stomach moving like an engine. Which, again, the guy, uh, one of the people who wrote the songs... Yes. He was the one who did the tummy sounds. <laughs> <laughs> he did a great job with it. He did amazing. <laughs> then you have the the very important thing to do song. Which is actually the name of that song. You're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the very important thing to do. Uh, I have winner song. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's called. The winner song. <laughs> that, was, that was the only thing that you came You want to guess what? what? The one about the Baxen was called? The Baxen song? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love the Baxen song. The Baxen song has been stuck in my head for like all week. Oh, now. yeah. And, and I liked how they ended it with back soon. Back soon. <laughs> back soon. Sounds like Baxen. Back soon. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, we finally got, it's one of my favorite things, the speak song in that, the, the Baxen, where they speak it for a little bit and then it turns into the song. And then, and then... it turns to singing, then some more speaking, then mm-hmm. some speaking. And then we know how much I love that. When they mm-hmm. knew it, and the Baxton song was no exception. Um, Tigger had a song. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Is that That's what it's it. called? Hey, That's it. <laughs> I'm just these are the names that I'm coming up with in my head. So I got, <laughs> I'm not, I did not actually look at the song credit list. So the fact that they're making it this <laughs> obvious, except for the poot, the tummy song. The tummy song was what it was called. I, I got a bit too complicated on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the honey Which, song is that is that a thing? Uh, okay, so that one's called "Everything Is Honey." Okay, I just have the honey song. See, now I didn't get complicated enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lovely song as well. That that was a very nice song, and then they used it for the finale also. Yes. So it's called the "Everything Is Honey" and finale. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, if they do that, that means they just bring it back, but in a different style. <laughs> it's not quite a reprise, but... Yeah. Then you had Eeyore singing the winter song again at the end. I thought that was great, <laughs> the way when he was singing. <laughs> they, they just kept bringing that song back and you back. You get the honey, enjoy. <laughs> and then Kango was apparently done with that song. <laughs> like, nope, nope, celebrate in silence. <laughs> Which... I mean, all the songs were just so much fun to listen to. They were. They were a lot of fun. Again, this was the same thing that happened in the first movie. The first movie had all these great hits mm-hmm. that like, 
catch you off guard and are so unexpected, but really fun and catchy. Like, I would love to hear these songs in, like, an interlude. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the score was incredibly done, too. The score was fantastic, like, especially when they were setting up things for the uh, Baxen. That was one of my favorite songs. Uh-huh. That was incredibly done. There was also a song when Tigger was chasing Piglet when he was dressed up into the Baxen. <laughs> that was yes. really well done as well. Uh, like, all of the scores were just incredibly done. One thing I loved that they did, like, they had, like, this angelic choir singing Honey whenever Pooh would see, like, Donnie, and it was uh-huh. glowing. And it was like, Honey! And it was just, it worked so well with the movie, and I thought it was great. And obviously or the when voice... Pooh, yeah, when Pooh saw that big honey pot. Yeah. <laughs> Pooh won the honey. You know that? And there was another spot where he just sees the honey jar. Uh-huh. And he was looking at it, and it's glowing, and it's, honey. <laughs> and then they brought it back when everyone was going, honey, 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 honey. <laughs> yes. During the, the, the everything is honey scene, mm-hmm. they did it a little bit, too. And then all the voice acting was just phenomenal. It was fantastic. Like, Jim Cummings, who I, you know, I praise all the time, anytime yes. he shows up for one <laughs> of our episodes. Because yes. he's an incredible voice actor. He did great. He, he did, did Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh and Tigger. And Tigger. He did two characters within yeah. that movie. And he killed both of those pop, like parts. Mm-hmm. I, Pooh is just such a fun voice. And it's that every time he goes, oh, bother. Oh, bother. <laughs> and then Tigger's fun also. And we get that, that one little, like, tiny snippet of the Tigger song yes. when he's when he's running away. Which I I got to hear him do it live. That's incredible. <laughs> it was the best moment of my life. <laughs> uh, then, you have Craig Ferguson as the new as- owl. As the new owl, because they didn't want an American to do a fake British accent. They wanted a Scottish man to do a fake, (laughs) which he does an amazing job doing. He does. His voice was great. And I love the passion that he was putting into how Mm. frustrated Owl was getting with everything. And just Owl trying to keep keep Pooh on track and stuff. And (laughs) you can just hear the conviction in his voice. And... And then we have a new rabbit, Tom Kenny. Yeah, I did not pick up on that in in my initial viewing. I kind of caught that it was a new voice actor, like, right away, but I wasn't, I was like, more of, who is that? Why do I know that voice? Why do I know this, like, tone? Yeah, then once you realize it's him, oh, it's Spongebob. (laughs) Oh, it's Spongebob. It's the mayor from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, it's the Ice King from Adventure Time. (laughs) Oh, it's Dog from Cat Dog. (laughs) <laughs> which, which i just learned about that today that yeah like, was news to me when you told me told me that before this episode tom kinney and jim cummings were the voice of cat dog <laughs> that's like blew my mind when i found this out <laughs> just before this episode which they also worked on the powerpuff girls and adventure time together like jim cummings was fuzzy lumpkins <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, great cast. I love the Baxen voice, and I was looking up the Baxen after this, and apparently he just did like 
documentaries about California or something like that. Yeah, like he never did any real voice acting work or he's not in like any huge yeah. movies. His name is Hugh Hauser. And I'm like, man, that's disappointing. This is the only time he actually did a little voice. Because is... I would love to hear him in another Disney movie. Yeah. And the new ER as well. Was he a new ER? He was a new ER. He was because the ER. Uh, his my, his name's slipping my mind right now. Mm. The original Eeyore was kind of busy working on another movie, okay. um, Transformers. Yes, I he remember was Optimus this. Prime. He was playing Optimus Prime, which yes. is also <laughs> hilarious that Eeyore and Optimus Prime are the same voice like, person. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this new new Eeyore, like we said, added a whole new personality to Eeyore that we haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. But still. Managed to keep true to the the ER character, which they just did a fantastic job. Yeah, you got anything else for atmosphere? No, I think that's pretty much all I had to say about that. All right, let's move on to entertainment. Okay. I have a ninety. <laughs> I also have a ninety. Oh my no! Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay, so. My gosh, we were on, we were in sync for this for the most part. Yeah, I mean, we really, we really want that one. But like, this is a fun movie. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's you know, it's not the best movie we've seen. No, but it's it's entertaining. It's got a lot of great jokes in it. It's a lot of fun little moments between these characters. It's all characters that we know and love. It's familiar. It's more of a like. It's, Nice, light-hearted movie just to relax and yeah. just enjoy. I'm definitely going to be drawing this on a, a lot more, like either just as in the background or like when I'm going to sleep and stuff like that. And like, or like if I'm stressed out from work or a video game, I might just put it on. Yeah, it's a nice, feel-good movie. It's relaxing. It's nostalgic for the most part, even though it's a newer movie. It's still like nostalgic characters as well so like they managed yeah. to incorporate that feel into it like still. even if you haven't watched it it feels like something you've watched mm-hmm. which i haven't seen this movie before well, which was, this was my first time too why it was like so interesting like how why it caught me so off guard because i wasn't expecting them to do as good as the first winnie the pooh movie like that one caught me off guard and i'm like this was a really great movie i really enjoyed this there's no way they're going to be able to do it again. And they did it again. And I'm like, wondering if they're going to be able to keep up this magic for all the Wendy's Pooh movies. I mean, because like my, my history with Winnie the Pooh, like I used to read the books mm-hmm. and then I think there might've been like a, t- a cartoon, sh- like a TV show. There was a watch. TV show. The new adventures of Winnie the Pooh that I remember watching. I think that was what... I remember the theme song vividly in my head. <laughs> that was pretty much like my extent of Winnie the Pooh. I didn't didn't really get like too deep into it. Mm-hmm. And like I'm probably seen a couple of the movies, but like it was never a huge thing for me. So like this is all kind of new experience for me. And I'm like, I've been missing out on these great Winnie the Pooh experiences. <laughs> well, like. Again, it's a lot of fun, and I can't imagine that they'll be done with making Winnie the Pooh movies. No, I mean, we're... <laughs> well, uh, at least... Well, Disney is 
it's probably going to make more Di- more Winnie the Pooh movies, but we're also getting non Disney Winnie the Pooh movies. <laughs> we are yeah, not. We're getting the one where Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are psycho killers. We are not, unfortunately, going to be talking about Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey on this podcast because but we are going to watch it for sure. Yes, it is not an official <laughs> Disney movie because do you do you know the reason why they're able to make that movie? Because Winnie the Pooh is not necessarily Disney owned. Yes. Winnie the like, Pooh is Disney's is not... version of Winnie the Pooh is Disney owned, but Winnie the Pooh himself is not Disney yeah. owned. The the reason the thing that makes that copywritten from Disney is his shirt. So as long as you do anything with Winnie the Pooh that doesn't incorporate the red shirt, it's like technically free use and it's not yeah. under law. So that's why they're able to get away with making this movie. But it it does look ridiculous, and I'm excited to see, I, <laughs> see that. I'm but excited. I'm... Unfortunately, we will not be talking about it on this podcast <laughs> because it's not officially Disney movie or Disney at all. <laughs> uh, on that note, there was also a, a. Did you see the last line of the credits? The last line of the credits said, "No stuffed oh, animals yes, were harmed yes, during the making of the film." I do remember now, yeah. and I thought that was hilarious. That was fantastic. <laughs> and then just throwing in the whole. Baxon, and then yeah, the end credit Baxon scene, which you missed the first time, and I had I to missed tell you the go first back time because I was like, okay, watch. credits, time to go to bed. <laughs> this is why I always keep the credits on for the end because well, it was late at night. It was like <laughs> I should probably get some sleep now. And then I told you to make sure you watch the credit, like the actual credits too, because they have a lot of cool stuff going on in the credits. And yeah, one. which that was at five this morning, and I finally. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, a lot of fun things in this movie. Let's go on to our overall scores before we forget All right. about that. I mean, I think I already know what you got, but go ahead and tell me. Uh, 87.2. 87.2? Yes. Oh, there. I have an 86.8. How did that happen? Well, because you have two scores Let that are lower than mine. Maybe, maybe our one... scores are. No, I think we should have the same score. Mm. I'm going to recalculate. Because you were one off for me in two different categories. So that's the point. Yeah, one difference. below and then one above. Mm. So hold on, everyone. <laughs> we we can, we're both calculating our scores. Because, yeah, I mean, all our scores were pretty much the same for the entire. This will be cut down. I have this. an 87.2. I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> oh, you calculated wrong. <laughs> Apparently, I calculated wrong. Okay. But yeah, we did end up with the same score. <laughs> well, see, it's a good thing you kept track of that during the movie. And we actually noticed this right now. Instead of just writing down <laughs> the wrong scores and just going yeah. along with it, your wrong score from here on out. <laughs> so, I think we're... I made the original score first. And then I like changed some scores before we got into this call. Mm. And then went, okay, gotcha. I, well... I like I want to move this up. I want to move this up a little <laughs> bit. I want to move this down a little bit. Keeping track of your our scores during this episode helped out and avoided us from making a mistake <laughs> in our rankings. <laughs> well, you're like, oh dang, we're gonna have the same score this time. <laughs> That's wonderful. And then you go eighty-seven point two. Wait, I have eighty-six point something. <laughs> uh oh, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really solid movie again. It's not the best movie that we've seen, but it's. Still really, really good. 87 mm-hmm. is quite a high score for something as simple as that. For something that's only an hour long. Yeah, it's incredible. I like This is the second shortest movie in Disney behind, I think it's Saludos Amigos. Saludos Amigos. Yeah, which is 
40 I think so. Things. Or like maybe Ichabod and Mr. Toad. That's also like right around the hour mark as well. Yeah. But, but like yeah. it, it's just a short movie. It, which was nice because like after last yeah. week we've had <laughs> a two hour discussion of Tangled. So hopefully this will be a bit shorter. We did wind up saying a lot more than I was expecting to say in this episode. Well, a lot of the times I was fumbling through words and I had to restart. Well, I mean, that's going to be cut out, so like, it's not like that's going to make it to the episode. But I need to let the viewers know <laughs> how many times I messed up the intro. You had to retake the intro three times today. <laughs> yeah. It happens, you know. I mean, what can you do? That's, what, that's the power of our, editing. I'm adding on to our bloopers once we finally get those out. <laughs> But, yeah, another solid movie. They're still going strong ever since, like, what is it, like five movies in a row now that we've got, like, really Let's good see. so since, far? Since Bolt, at least. Since, I think, well, we even made Robinsons, too. And then Chicken Little was, well, it was up there. Eh. <laughs> it's... Since after Home on the Range. Yeah. I'll at least say that. <laughs> We've had a, a great string of movies that we weren't expecting to have here. And next and week, I'm expecting us to just have a great movie. We have Wreck-It Ralph next week, which is one of my favorite movies because I'm a video game nerd, and this is everything I'm a video game nerd. You're a video game nerd. <laughs> like, this movie definitely, like, hits us uh, in the sweet was, spot. <laughs> it is a great movie. I love... Ralph. It's going to be interesting watching it critically because I don't think I've ever looked at it under that light before. Me neither, but I still think it's going to be really but good. I know it's definitely still entertaining. So like, oh, yeah. it's definitely have that going for it. It's just, are we going to find plot holes that are going to ruin the movie for us? <laughs> Probably, but we're not going to talk about that yet. <laughs> so yeah, next week, Record Ralph, we're continuing. Also, you, you know what's also so important about our episode next week? It's our one-year anniversary. Oh, damn, it is. Yeah, next week's Wreck-It Ralph is the 52nd Disney movie in canon, which means it's been one whole year of us doing this podcast. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. It's, like, <laughs> gone so fast. No, it's it like, has. It's crazy to believe we're already a year into this, and we've been having a blast doing this. We hope you've been enjoying it as well. We want to continue to grow. So please keep telling more people about this podcast. Tell your mom, it. tell your sister, tell your <laughs> father, tell your friends at work, <laughs> tell your enemies. I'll take anyone. <laughs> no, <And> but <laughs> Continue to give us your feedback. Let us know what you're liking, what you're thinking, all that fun stuff. And until next time, may all your dreams come true. Bye.